Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Ninth episode, how confident are you? Oh, uh, we're about 50-50. <laughs> like, we've lost track, I have to keep track of two different things, the seasons I've got down, I know it's the second season, that fits easy. When we get to episodes, then I have to ask you every the, the, the intro's becoming difficult this year. It's yeah. becoming a real like, challenge. I think you take about yeah, you take at least two goes, maybe three. I think, right I think my record's week. about eight goes of saying <laughs> uh, saying it in the wrong order. You but, always say the second ever episode. You're like, yeah. No, it's season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what a good one it's been. What a great round of footy. I yeah, mean, don't, don't give me that shit, Scott. I'm not in the mood. The world I don't is want to be here. This is the the first time ever where you've been more keen to do this pod than I have. Like, I went through a dreadful second half of last year and I was still more keen than you were. I am miserable. Like, North sucked. Admit it, like last week you had the joy, now it's coming back on me. It's levelling out. My last two the weeks world now isn't fair. You should have not been have okay. any joy. You're a Melbourne supporter. You're supposed to be down in the dumps for eternity. As <laughs> no, a North no, supporter, no, I'm supposed no. to be slightly it's, better it's than you. turning around and you should be happy for the day's supporters. Like, I'd be happy for them if you didn't go for them. Like, that's just the way the world works, Scott. <laughs> I know that feeling extremely well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's, let's get on to it. Uh, we are not joined by anyone else because we have been abandoned. Yeah, no one um, to introduce this week. It's been, uh, the organisational tree is seemingly sink, uh, shrinking with every week. Why he can't work on a Monday? Tell him no, he has other priorities. It's selfish. And, like, we nearly got <laughs> let down by our, our Brisbane correspondent who... To be fair, I gave him no notice when I asked him <laughs> for questions, but they, they weren't forthcoming straight away. The segment's named after him. He should just know. Yeah, he should not be questioning where the questions are when he's the one who's supposed to provide them. It's called Poochie's Mailbag. He should run the mm. segment. Anyway. He took ownership of the segment. He's got the responsibility now. <laughs> Speaking of segments, let's get on to the best one. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The segment which derives from a line of Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Way to rub it in, Scott. I was already miserable about North. And then you do that <laughs> shit, reminding me that I haven't actually sorted this out yet. No one wants to hear that crap. We are, we don't have new listeners every week. Everybody knows what the segment is. Mate, be positive. We're getting new listeners in. The, our, our listener base is expanding, and we need to let them know every week what the segment's about, because it's a crucial part of the pod. Okay. If you believe that, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's your good week. You can be happy and I, stupid all you want. It's a tricky segment to run this year, because footy's bloody awesome. Like, God, I, like it's just even I, I do. I do want to make a comment. I don't know anything about football this season. I have no like. I, I'm f- I'm a hundred percent committed to not knowing anything this season. A couple of weeks, which is not a reason to give up listening to the pod <laughs> just quietly. No one knows anything about footy this season. A couple of weeks ago, we were still like it's a really even competition, but we were saying there seemed to be a couple of teams who were above them, Adelaide and GWS. Yeah. Not anymore. There's it's like from about no. one down to about fifteen. I, I can't, can't tell. Yeah, well, like we've seen that one to fifteen. Like, the, that can happen, because that's Adelaide and North. Like, we saw it happen two weeks ago. Yeah. And then we saw North lose to a team below them after that. Like, And we were just laughing about the fact that uh, North, could, apparently, if they won the games which they lost by a goal, they'd be sitting top four. Or... See, I, I, I have a hot take, Scott, and I meant to bring it up last week, but I forgot in my, like, just over... I was overcome with joy and forgot. Let's just put it that way. But North, <laughs> if Jared Wade hadn't got hurt in the first six weeks, would be premiership favourites... And be five and well, no, we'd be five and three now. But we would have been premiership favourites after the last week uh, if Jared Wade hadn't got hurt. Uh, but like, look, I don't like you saying it, but in some, I like, I know what you're saying. Like, in a not too far fetched world, Melbourne and North are sitting in the in the fall. Yeah, right now, it's it's disgusting to agree with you on this, but it's frustrating, yeah, like, but kind of cool. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about our footy's not meaningless. But there are still some meaningless games, although I, I, the I, one vote probably isn't. No, no, t- I take issue with it. I think you've gone wrong here. Like, there's been some confrontation on the pod in the lead-up, in the pre-pod meeting. We've had some disagreements. Well, I'm going St Kilda Cup. Yeah, you're okay? wrong. <laughs> I, look, I, there is I, a I clear, get what you're coming from. Like, it was pretty close for most like of it. It was like 16th versus 18th, and there was a 40-point margin. We're, to, yeah, okay. We're talking about... North. Sydney North. Get, but that was an upset. Plus, I still find Sydney kind of interesting for the fact that we expected them to be so much better than than they have been. And I still think there's a small chance I'll click in a gear. I, I don't think they'll make finals, but I think they can play some pretty good. Uh, they'll they'll be a big upset up it. 
to be honest, everybody looks like capable of doing that. So That's who knows? <laughs> um, but talking about the more meaningless game, yes, and Kilda Carlton, it's uh, it, it was Carlton. They're playing some good footy. I think they are, like I had no hope for them after like I didn't think they'd be. I couldn't see where they were going in the short term after last year. But they've managed to inject a bucket load of kids this year, and a lot of them look good. The kids do look good, but there's also yeah, there's also the average players who are just mm. the bits and bobs are coming together and playing. The Nick Graham's of the world, and, and they're, they're, the rights of the they're world. They're defensively really good for somebody who don't. Mm. They, they don't. I don't think their backline is a great backline. I mean, some of them are playing. I think well. there's Graham's a lot of. I think well. there's a lot of talent there. Marchbank's playing well. But I, I just don't see those Marchbank and Plowman. I, I can't see them being premiership key defenders or finals footy key defenders they they just they, they don't they're not that big presence big body well, they're see, smart. Marsh Banks, Marsh Banks 194 or 196 so he's actually big but he Plowman's does, he too doesn't short. look like it no it, it just, that's cuz he's skinny and a kid yeah. though and like if you put Weedering back there which they might well do depending on how they go drafting key forwards that's a premiership. Well, I think defense. all three of those players, you'd ideally have them as like a, a third defender who can float across and kind of command the play. No, because they're I disagree. smart. Even Weedering? Yeah, because you'd want, I, we, I think we you'd want Weedering to be more free. But that's like arguing you'd want Rance loose. Ran, no, Ran, Ran, Rance is different, I think. Rance, is he's, he's, his best asset is still his ability to win one-on-one. And then, and then he manages to work off that. We're weedering. I think you'd want weedering floating across, taking a mark, and then setting up play. He was 18, 19 when he played a season key defence. I think it's way I too know. early to say that. I know, and it was impressive. But I, 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 I think he's probably, it, it's sad to say, but I think he's too good a player to be playing key defence. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100% agree. If you take a number one pick and they're tall, they've got to be a key forward. That's just the way. Yeah. You can't build it's premierships. Sad, I like defenders, but. Yeah, you can't build premierships. True. Out of centre half back, like, you can't yeah. and unless you've got fifty number one picks like GWS or like Carlton, as you would, as it happens. Um, you need you need them in key posts. I, I don't think you can win a premiership without a quality centre half back. Like, no, they're, they're not going to be the driving force. They're also a lot easier to find. Think about it, like Hurley, Tarrant. These are. These are mid-round, mid-first-round uh, draft picks. They were drafters, key forwards, didn't make it, and were able to go back. Mm. Uh, like, there's some... Tali was a mid-first-round draft pick as well. Like, he was always a key defender, but it's not that hard to find a key defender mm. if you're willing to put in the yeah. effort. But number one is too high a price for a key defender. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just going back to Carl, I, I still feel like there's too many temporary thing. Like, I'm in a weird mind frame with Carlton where I'm like, normally when there's a reasonably young team who are performing mm. better than expected, the thoughts are like, geez, they're going to be good yeah. in a few years' time. For Carlton, I'm, I'm pretty much just impressed with how good they are now. Yeah, they I'm still pre- not thinking their future's amazing. They do have Petrovic's heat in there. Yeah. And he looks really good. And Cripps, obviously. Yeah. Well, but they've got some good players, and we're yeah. But... It doesn't. They, they, they are still a long way off having that nucleus. I just really like Petrescu's team. God, he's so good to look look at. Um, to be honest, I look at St Kilda in a reasonably similar light on that. To yeah. Carlton. Yeah, yeah. No, with the uh, you're impressed with what they're doing now, but you yeah. wonder their ceiling because there's still a lot of old players that are incredibly important to them, and I, I just wonder what's going to happen when they retire. Obviously, Rewald Montagna, those guys. Even Gilbert's playing an important role for them. Yeah, I agree with that. Like they've got, they've. I think they've definitely shown they've got more young kids coming through than I thought last year. Seb Ross, one of them. Roberton, one of them. Uh, Jack Steele's been a great pickup from yeah. GWS. Yeah. So there's more there than there was at the end of last year. Like there's some guys that have really come on, and that's driving most of their success, obviously, because you're not going to get much more out of those older guys. But I'm still looking at it going. When's the next? It's, where's the next step coming from? And like, there's McCartan, but I feel like their older players is the thing that gives them any semblance of consistency and like a surety in what they're doing. Yeah. Where you take them out, and they've got a lot of talented, exciting mm. players, but they don't have the stars you can expect it from week in, week out. The only one yeah. really is Stephen. And God, we love Stephen. Yeah, he's awesome. He's just so good to watch. He's 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 just such a hustler. Like he. he it just he looks like he works harder than everybody else, the legs, and like more frenetic, and yeah. like, and because there's so much hair flopping about as well, everything looks like it's going quicker. Yeah, God, I enjoy that haircut. It's so bad. 
It's just, I think this is the second week in a row I've talked about it. We, we have. We, we did talk about him last week. We did. Um, oh, let's but, move on. Yeah, that was yeah. too long on the yeah. one vote. Yeah, but that one was kind of meaningful. The next two are crap, so we will skim through. <laughs> we will skim through the next two. Two votes were given to Gold Coast Port. The only reason it yeah. doesn't have three is the game's played in China. You, you did which, have to explain that. Which because has, on face value, it made no sense. But oh, yeah, the Chinese we'll thing, the it comes That's still it. pretty fair. But... Um, I still don't really care that the game was played in China. No. Um, it was called a success, but... Was it? I, I, I haven't really heard any comments I've... on it. I reckon the AFL are just ignoring it. I, I don't know if it was that success. 10,000 there, it was a crap well, game of footy. 10, if you 10, go to that game of footy, you're not going to go away saying, I love this sport. You'd see, you, there were a couple of moments, but yeah, I get overall what you're saying. 10,000 was the capacity, and I don't think there were 10,000 there, which is... There were so many empty like, seats. I think there were blatantly being lied to. Apparently they were all going to get food the entire game. Which, <laughs> they did. Like, they'd also banned beer. So you're not going back and forth to the to the cart often. <laughs> like, you don't refill on meat pies, you eventually have enough of those. I'm not buying it. I reckon there's something fishy going on. The AFL bullshitting us, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. I reckon <laughs> it was a... I reckon it was just an outright failure and they don't want to admit it. That's my take. Yeah, like I, I and I, because I, if it was a success, I think they would have come out and just flogged the hell out of it. Oh, absolutely! And just been like, how amazing was that? What a what a great game of footy! What a mm. success! Everyone loved it. But the fact that we haven't heard a lot about it, I think, shows it's that they incredible. Weren't it is a huge step for the AFL to take, and we're not hearing anything about it. It yeah. might be different in Adelaide because it was their brainchild, but and it's definitely not going to be different in Gold Coast because nobody cares about football mm. there. But like, there's nothing in the Melbourne media about it. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's staggering. It's weird. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of like SEN today, and I don't. The fact that there was a game played in China was it was completely brushed over. Yeah, but this game's irrelevant, so we're moving on. But what I want to say is, <laughs> listening to SEN after a great win for your team, so satisfying. Oh, yeah. So so satisfying. Yeah, and then you just you just skim through the AFL website, yeah. just trying to find every article you possibly every can. Every clip related. Like, yeah, I listened um, to so much, like, radio clips when North won last week. It yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. Although... Well, no I didn't listen to so many. <laughs> I at least tried to listen to so many, and they never spoke about North. Yep. Meaningless football club, as we know. Oh. Uh, just just a bite size on the footy. Uh, Port Adelaide have just done it. Like, they've just done it again. They're just smashing Port They're turning into a bit of a West Coast. See, it's funny. I think you could make an argument either way with Port. I think you could make quite a compelling argument that they're flat-track bullies and they're not great. I think you could also make a compelling argument that they're the best team. I, I, like, you, yeah. They're not that far off it. They, That's they, a really fair point. I was just having a hot take for the sake of having a hot take yeah. because we needed to talk about something about this game. But, yeah, that's fair because... They haven't been outplayed. They haven't beaten it. They've had one bad week. They shouldn't have lost to West Coast. That was a bad no, loss. No, but even then, they weren't... No. There was a bad loss, but not They were on because, top of general play. Yeah, but not... Yeah, it wasn't a bad loss because of, like... They didn't get smashed. They didn't look like they couldn't go with West Coast. They just blew it. Yeah. Which is... Exactly. Almost a better version of a bad loss, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, no, 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 I agree with that. But that's yeah. Outside of that, they flogged every bad team they played mm. against, and they played well against good teams. I mean, you can say they're slightly below them because they didn't beat those good yeah. teams. But I mean, Adelaide and WS aren't looking as good as they were a few weeks ago. So. No, that's true. Oh, anyway, let's move on. Three votes. It, it, this one, uh, although you disagreed with me, this one does make a lot of sense. We're giving it to two teams who are irrelevant, and it was a significant. Big, like it was a big march. Big so, enough, giving yeah. it to Hawthorne Brisbane. So, to those teams, we say. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> You've stuffed it, man. You've completely stuffed it. Oh, I've done, I've done a job. We need Whitey back. No, we don't. I still we need, need him back. I did the exact same thing he does week in, week out, except I tried to press pause. Well, we've gone on to a second video. <laughs> I, I take that back. Yeah. I did uh, do you agree with me that by the end of this year we'll be saying Hawthorne are an okay team yet? Or are you still adamant they're terrible? Like, they've got no future, but yeah, they'll, they'll finish 12th. Yeah. They've, got, yeah, they've got no future. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to be a premiership contender in a couple of years, but they're an alright. They're just a worse version of Geelong, really. Are they worse at the moment? <laughs> well, that's fair. But, um, <laughs> like Geelong, mate, are they? Yeah. Uh, Geelong made one better finals <laughs> week last year, and they're slightly above them on the ladder. I'm willing to say they're slightly... Okay. And Geelong had a first-round draft pick this year. So, you know. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. 
They're the older, the old Jagerbomb is like, that's just... It, the, the, He's done. I think he probably is done. No. Oh, I mean, that, that is a big call, but like, it's been a long time now where he just well, has not got his body right. Yeah, but Hawthorne supposedly, supposedly have the magic doctors. Like they've, got, they've got Shaman and stuff like <laughs> that's that. That's what they back themselves They, they fix Sean Burgoyne's knees, that means they can fix anybody's knees. And if they can't fix his knees, he's officially not a human, so he's a cyborg that's breaking down. That was a very strange, strange thing to say. I Andrew. backed myself into a corner and had to find some not quite logical. <laughs> oh, escape. That, that's a battle. That's a battle. But uh, yeah, with the amount they threw it in, that's yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. It's looking at the moment. They threw two, two fair first round draft picks, didn't they? No. Oh, I don't know. So much went into the draft picks that they ended up giving up for him. That it was like. And the thing is, so Brad Hill's looking better than both Tom Mitchell and. Um, Mitchell's playing well. We, Mitchell's we playing well, but Hill's playing better. Mitchell. Probably he's he's more of a, he's impacting his team more. Yeah. So they gave away nearly the three worst, three best players. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Mitchell was playing all right. Oh no, dude! dude you had, to be fair, Tom Mitchell's been better than both those two because of the games they've missed. But yeah, probably, but still, <laughs> it's not great. And uh, yeah, Brisbane, they're not good. They're they're, pro- they're the worst team, but they're competitive. And like they were without Beams this week who's might supposedly going to come back. Yeah. Rockcliffe might miss a week but like they're just I want to get excited about them because they've been so depressing for so long. They're, I don't know. They're like in some ways as a Brisbane sport you would be kind of happy. They're not embarrassing anymore. They're yeah. not uncompetitive. Yeah, they they need They're in most games. The the thing is they've got all their good players uh the old guys in the midfield, and there's not much room for any younger kids to come through there. So I'm kind of interested to see how they develop. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. That was too long. Yep, absolutely. Although it is a great segment. It is a. It does drag segment. on occasion. Some, <laughs> some would call it the uh, lesser side of mediocre. So someone would say that the segment is made to be boring, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that we do exceedingly well at filling its goal. <laughs> But anyway, let's move on. Uh, West Coast defeated Western Bulldogs by eight points. What did you think, Scotty? Yeah, I, I was very happy to be able to sit down and watch most of a Friday night game this week. I've been I've been missing out on it, and I was determined I was going to sit down and watch some of this. I just say, Scott, I might have to start withholding your pay unless you start watching football. You're supposed to be professional. <laughs> that is true. I'm probably go- <laughs> not earning this beer I'm currently drinking. I'm probably not earning it. But uh, no, this was a it was a weird game. It was really low scoring. But, like, there were some really bad, like, defensive moments as well. It was really inaccurate. So that's part yeah, of that, it. Yeah, like, that is a factor. It's probably a three-goal high-scoring game, isn't it? Like, if they kick reasonably straight yeah, for both sides. Yeah, that's probably fair. We're, like, in some ways, West Coast should have won by 20 points. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. I mean, no, they, they clearly outplayed him, really. In, in, the, in the, like, across four quarters. Yeah. Um, but like both teams seem to be pressing really high, mm. and so like it caused like a really sort of congested game, and that's why teams struggle to score, yeah. like to get it out of the zone. But then if they manage to, Just and like easy it, goals, yeah, a lot of easy goals out the back, and there were some like impressive passages to play, but there was also they had to take a lot mm. of risks in order to do it. Um, I thought the difference in the game was West Coast going forward were a lot more direct, and I think mm. the reason why they were is. They have the ability to with their players having the forward line. Like, yeah. We've talked about how Jenkins is like the perfect play in that way that like Adelaide play when they're mm. kicking long over the back because you know you He's hit a so perfect quick. kick to him, he'll mark it on his chest and he'll get out of the back. But even if you miss it a little bit, he'll mm. be able to turn around and it's really hard for a defender to get a spoil in. Yeah. West Coast are the same and Kennedy, Darling, Lacroix. And they did that all day. With the dogs, on the other hand, they had one forward target. And he mm. played really well, Red Park. Yeah. But he's definitely a, a lead-up sort of forward. So he, a lot, he was getting a lot of his balls like 60 metres out, and then they just looked a bit lost. And they had to kind of do something freaky with the hands and then, like, chip it into space. Mm. And it just... It, it was a lot easier to stuff it up, where yeah. West Coast were a lot more efficient. And then they just missed their shots on goal, which kept the dogs in the game. Yeah, but, so West... It's not West Coast. Western Bulldogs now have... They've got. They're showing the same problems they had early last year, where they don't have that second key forward. Except yeah. they do have the cavalry coming back in. Yeah. So and it was, was Cloak, well. Cramery, and Stringer all missed, didn't they? Yeah. And so that's that's everybody that's who yeah. can play forward, other than Red Park. And Red Park looked good coming mm. back as well. And he's come back off a knee, so like he should probably get better, like and work back into the game after some rustiness. Like 
I'm really impressed with how he's come back. He came back, kicked six in the VFL, not a full game, and now he's, did this. He's a good player, isn't he? Um, yeah, I like he's, him. He's, somebody, he's a bit of a no-name, but he's actually good. And I think I, if he gets a couple of full years in, we'll be saying he's a good player. He's a really big boy, and he's, he it, presents really well. He is mid-twenties. He's an older recruit, mm-hmm. because they got him from country football, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, so, well, probably by a VFL, but they, yeah. he's not as young as you think he is, given how, how little he's been around for, but... He looks like he's, he's, he's really important for them. Yeah, if they that, get him and Cloak in, they've got a real forward line. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a multifaceted forward line. Because they have Cloak who can... So I'm just thinking about when Jared Healy called North forward like multifactorial. <laughs> multifactorial. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, but yeah, they have Cloak who can you know, take the big grab at the top of, top of the square. They have yep. Red Path leading up. And then Crammery and Stringer kind of float around a little bit and, and get goals out the back. They sh- both should be mobile enough to... Create the amount of forward pressure that you need. Yeah. Because yeah, absolutely. That, as so North is one of the taller sides in the comp in the way that they always play three tall forwards. Yeah. And the downside to that and that I've seen multiple times happen is you just can't apply enough yeah. forward pressure. I don't think the dogs will have that problem, which is fantastic. And then they have a lot of midgets who run through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pressure. That third time in his entire career that Dalhouse didn't record a tackle on the weekend. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, saw that on Twitter. Yeah, fair Fun enough. fact. They, they, like, you do get impressed with the old dogs. Like, they, they just never give up. Like from, They look like they just should have lost that game. Like, yeah. Long way out. They're kind of a um, like really, 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 really rich man's version of Collingwood. It's like they always show up, except they've got the talent to it. Like, they're, actually, games. they're actually good. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lin Jong. He's great. He's really good to watch. He's really exciting. He's, and he's, he's a good kind of marks yeah. as well. And he's quick and he's... It's hard to believe Collingwood nearly got him and chose Chris Main instead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Although I think he returned them down, so it's <laughs> probably not probably not fair. But um, are West Coast still flat track bullies? Uh, well, that's the, that's the big argument with them has always been, are they flat track bullies or can they just not play in Melbourne? And this year, so far, they can't play in Melbourne. Yeah, that win away at Port is a really good win. That's a great home win, like... Every sign but Melbourne, yeah. but by the MCG. It's not even Melbourne. Like, it's like they play fine at Etihad. Everything but yeah, the MCG yeah. seems to be Which fine. is an enormous problem, but maybe not as big a problem as they're no. only good against crap teams. So they're probably a decent bet to make the grand final. They just definitely they just won't win no it. Chance it. <laughs> so they'd be the classic my team who are going to make the grand final, but they're not a contender. <laughs> That's still a shit. <laughs> like, that was terrible hey, last hey, year hey, when hey. he tried to justify. You basically, you said that then. <laughs> <laughs> no, any day anyone can win on their day. Have you seen this league, Scotty? <laughs> so put money on it for the grand final, but not the flag. That's that's what. <laughs> yeah, that's saying. a safe bet. That's yeah. pretty much a sure thing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Uh, GWS defeated Collingwood by three points. I think this was a good win by GWS. Okay. Like most people would go the other way. Most um, people would say Collingwood aren't a good team, and so they Col- were lucky. Collingwood never don't show up. That's pretty much the only thing Buckley's good at coaching. That's another reason I think my Buckley is any good that they're actually getting the effort out of them. And yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like they always show up. They're always like they always try absolute this their year. Yes. Out. Yeah, um, and GWS were down two rotations. That's true. Collingwood are a really hard-running team, hard at the ball. Like, that's the kind of team you lose to when you're down two players. And and Collingwood's best is good. Yeah. And there was a fast start as well. Absolutely. You know, and they, yeah, they finished with a wind at their backs. They caught up to them in a quarter of football and still held on when they were down two rotations. Mm-hmm. And there was three in the last when Cornelio went down. Like, yeah. That was a really good win. Although Canelo's out for 10 weeks or something. So oh, is he actually? Me. I think so, yeah. Oh, I hadn't seen that. He's out for a long time. They're run, not yeah. going to win the flag because they're going to end up with the uh, Carlton side playing. That, mate, the GWS I... seconds. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but are they all just going to click into gear like about three quarters of the way through the season? They'll get yeah, everyone get back <laughs> and then the chemistry will come and then we'll be like, this is the jack and not what I thought was going to You'll just see every other team go, ah, <laughs> it could happen. They could just click and have the most dominant final series. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I still believe there's a fair chance of that. Yeah, well, the, ten weeks isn't to the end of the season, so Canelio will be back. They do get yeah. Toby Green back this week, which is huge for them. He's just about he's one of their most important players yeah. for their ball movement because he's such a good link up forward. 
And he's so dangerous going He just forward. needs to stop being a dog. Yeah, he needs to stop being a real Bernie Vince. He was, he was a good little niggler this week, mate. We are going to do a top five segment of biggest dogs. I'm putting Bernie Oh, around. get stuffed. Get stuffed. <laughs> um, the other thing that comes out of this game, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really funny. This I, was a funny round of football. I was, like, uh, if North had a one, I would have been pissing myself laughing the no, entire I, round. I, I had a good laugh this round. I had plenty of good laughs. Um, yeah, me watching this game, I was watching it on the, uh, the app. And I saw it was Collingwood were up with like 50 seconds left or something. And then it like started lagging. I thought like, I was almost got out of it because I'm like, oh, Collingwood will win the game. And then it like skipped forward to, it was like 30 seconds and GWS were in front. And I, I just laughed. I God, just laughed. It was a good goal by Stevie J. And he, needed, well, he did play well. Because he, he was really coming under, under a little bit of pressure. But now we're, we're not talking about the main man here. Josh Kelly. Shut up. He's really, really good. And he's going to look really, really good playing for North. He's so good. He's not a certainty to play for North, mate. Yeah, but like he is, and he's really good, <laughs> mate. I really gotta be funny if he doesn't. Like, no, you will be I'll, so good. We will not do the podcast next year if he doesn't come play. For North. <laughs> will you like hate him next year if he's playing for GWS? Because you'll just be so angry. That he didn't no, because he'll still look so good. He's yeah. he's a really sexy footballer. He's, he's a good. Player. I really really like him because like I did like him before. I thought he was actually like I knew he was coming. You got to give me credit for that. Yeah, that's I've, fair. I've been on the Kelly train. That's for a fair. Long you time. have been a fan of Kelly, although a lot of people have been. But <laughs> yeah, because he's really bloody good. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> he is. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Essendon defeated Geelong by seventeen points. Thoughts? <laughs> Pay a lot of attention to this game. Nothing happened <laughs> no, at the well, same time. Oh uh, yeah, pretty I'll, irrelevant game. I, I was busy the other yeah, Saturday night uh, game. Uh, there was a couple of screens on, but I wouldn't have looked at the other screen at any point at the, <laughs> at the part <laughs> I was at. Um, Not even when uh, Melbourne were down twenty-eight points. You didn't have glance. No, <laughs> no, I really didn't. <laughs> but uh, just we're basically rewinding on everything on Geelong, everything we've been saying is, the last two weeks. Yeah. Like Dangerfield is not right in the slightest. He's definitely not. And their right. depth just isn't good enough and to yeah, make and up. And for people it. have really focused. I think now they don't have to worry about Dangerfield as much. They're really focusing on selling. Mm. And they, like, I, I had a good laugh when I saw the selection because I've been rattling on about all these frustrating and consistent players. I'm pretty sure the three outs were Thurlow, Murdoch, and Lang. I, I'm not confident on Lang. It was definitely the other two. If we had a professional in the room, they could probably check that. Yeah, check a, that stuff. We had a fact checker. But, <laughs> that is um, true. <laughs> we have been abandoned. <laughs> um, I, did, I did have a very, very good chuckle at that because it's just. They're three players you, you've been rattling on about. Yeah, they just, they're just so frustrating. Like they, all three of those players have played really good footy at various points. But then they just go missing for weeks. Mm. Or, for, or in a game, they'll play a good quarter. To be fair to Lang, he's quite young. But the other two, they're sort of 23. Thurlow went through a patch when he was looking like a gun. Just pre- I think he plays really well against North all the time, so I really rate him. <laughs> I really like watching him play. When Murdoch's playing well, he makes a big difference mm. to Geelong. Like he gives them that. He gives them a point of difference. Yeah. They're starting to run. And if you drop him, it's showing how frustrated they're getting. Yeah, and we've seen this, be, like this was the same problem they had last year. Pretty much, it's been the problem they've had since they had that uh, year where they just bullshitted their way to a top four spot, 2013 or something, where they just kept winning close games. A bit like Hawthorne yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, ever since then, there have been real problems with consistency because uh, they just don't have the talent below. Oh, and the talent just really hasn't come on. It's, oh. yeah, it's it's focused in two into two players. Yeah, they probably do have as much talent as yeah. other teams. It's just it's in two and players. If you can get rid of those two players, then there's like nothing. They'd nearly be the worst side in the cup without those two. Yeah, possibly. possibly. They're not that, a good that's side. How, that's without. how bloody good those two are. Yeah, um, they played top four with the same side. Yeah, I I like I like Scott's comments when he said he what, what, he said um we need to stop stop saying this is uncharacteristic mm. because. It's it happened is. for three weeks. And yeah. that's what we are right now. And I like that takes I think that's it's kind of brave to come out and say Oh, that. absolutely. And it really puts the players on that. He wouldn't have been able to say that unless he'd signed to um extension that, that's a fair <laughs> the, point. the first week. That's a fair point. After five rounds. That is talk about timing. <laughs> if he starts off five and zip, signs a contract extension, and then they lose the next three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd probably have been under a bit himself. of pressure if they just lost those three. Yeah. Well, I've, I've spoken to one of our friends, Charlie Azer, a long supporter, and he wasn't too happy about the fact that they re-signed him. He's not. He's not sold on him. 
Scott. Like, uh, he won a premiership, and, but it wasn't his premiership, yeah, was it? I mean, like, I don't think you can be a bad coach and win a premiership. No. Ever. And it's like, you can make the argument the team basically knew what they were doing anyway without him. But to be fair, they weren't actually the best side that year. They did have to tactically outplay Geelong, uh, Collingwood multiple yeah. times. And they did it every single time. They beat him three times a year or something. Yeah. And, and so that, that, that says a fair bit about his coaching. And, just, and just so much can happen throughout the course of a season. Mm. To, to win a premiership in the end, you have to do like so much right. Yeah. Even if you've got a great side. Yeah, like there's just so much that can go wrong. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on, I reckon. I think it's time. Uh, we'll glaze over this game. Melbourne oh, defeated oh, by 41. Man. Pretty average game, I thought. Mate, unbelievably good. This is... The, I, if I was comparing the feelings which I've had after a game of pure joy, the only other game I could think of which Hawthorne compares last was Hawthorne year. last year. But, and I think that was probably slightly better feeling for the fact I was there, but this was a better win, without question. It's the hardest assignment in footy, and we had our two most important players out. And we were five goals down halfway through the second quarter. And we were, get, like, we were getting flogged. Like, I thought we'd lose by 10 goals easy. Mm. They were like, in the contest, they were just pushing us over, pushing us off the ball, winning it. And it was the only time this year when I felt like we were getting smashed in, the, like, in a contest, which we just haven't done all year. And I just thought, this is going to be a bad night. God, it's impressive to turn that around. And we did it during a quarter as well. We did it during the second quarter. We lifted. Which, like, a lot of the that time takes way to a break. Yeah. Yeah. And from a team which we've been complaining about our leadership. Viney's back. Like, he's back in fine form. Last two weeks have been two of the best games he's played. Got our midfield. How good is our midfield? I've never midfield? seen you smile so much. Like, <laughs> it's kind of disconcerting. I'm getting blinded by the whites of your teeth. Like, <laughs> would, would you say we're the... I, I honestly... I think we're the second best midfield in the competition. Behind GWS. Uh, not according to champion data. <laughs> I don't care about champion data. Well, it's calling me Wellesley. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Our depth is crazy in the midfield. Yeah, the, the fact that you can just pop Petrarca in there and you just dominate. It is half. quite clear that like that's what you've built um, yeah. because you do have we do have issues elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid to, to cop that. Um, but would there be a story? I think because you've, you've sort of shown the ability to play that good football this year. I think, and like I, I'm not. I, I, I thought I didn't expect it because you've been playing pretty poorly the last few weeks, but I, the, the talent was there to sort of way. yeah. The, the talent was there to the point where you, you you could sort of see this, but Adelaide their last two weeks, yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, it's it's a hundred points in the last two weeks. It's it's well, we against had, neither side was in the eight. Yeah, well, we had a conversation a few weeks ago. And we said one of the scary things about Adelaide is they don't have those complete standouts in some way. So you think, like, mm. oh, if you stop Sloan, like, they'll still be all right. But apparently not. Like, yeah, it's weird. Sloan, it's not good from Sloan. Because, yeah, if you start, if you tag Selwood, mm. he'll get 20 to 25 possessions and contribute. Sloan has done literally nothing the last two weeks being tagged. And, look, he's probably never been tagged before because people have always gone to Dangerfield. I think I heard, so, yeah, you might have to learn. I think I heard somewhere that he's been tagged 16 times in his career. He averages like fifteen touches. Yeah, okay. So like, he's never performed well against he, it. He, he could learn, but yeah, and I don't, that's that's a bad couple. Of I weeks. don't think Adelaide's midfield does anything to help him. Like that's when, true. when I was watching him, he'd just be standing on the outside of a contest, and Bernie um, just be Bernie be, Bernie be right him, next yeah. to him, and not a single Adelaide player would block to get him yeah, free or true. anything. They just did not seem a processing place. To it was just get all Bernie's tenants. It might be because they're such a regimented side that like they just back their structures in and their midfield structures to win mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. But the last two weeks after Sloan's gone out of the game and been taken out of the game, no one else has been yeah. able to step and up. And even outside of Sloan, like you made that point that they're so well regimented, mm. that was probably a problem this week. Like Melbourne were getting beaten early and yeah. we made a lot of quite radical changes mm. and the game turned. When Adelaide started getting beaten, they were just stuck to exactly the same way they've been playing. Which yeah. they, they, they've had so much confidence in it. But, like, Pike is an extremely good coach. We've been saying that. But he yeah. probably did get out-coached. 
like to be fair, they've never needed a plan B, so it might just be they don't have one. Yeah, they'll, 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 one, they'll, yeah. they'll bring one. Yeah, but there were a lot of their sort of second tier performers that were just awful. Cameron was awful. Both crowds yeah, were Cameron bad. Yeah, Cameron nothing. And there were there were some. There, Sloan wasn't the only one with only ten possessions in their midfield, yeah. which you're just never going to win. Laird was about their only really good player. I'm not yeah, he's so good. He is a star. He, he is, is an really out and out good. star. He is a really really good player. Yeah, but yeah, I'm surprised you're not. Re- just riffing more on Melbourne, to be honest. Especially how I didn't shut up I, last I, time I started with it, and then you tried to turn the conversation onto Adelaide. I, I do deserve a pat on the back for that, don't I, Scott? Man, it was a good win. <laughs> My God, that was a good win. <laughs> no, I do have a bone to pick. So, Gary Lyon, look, in, on Access All Areas... You said you have some issue with Gary. I don't know what You called this is. the biggest upset of the year. It's just not true. And this is after, on the same show, not saying anything about North beating them by more, and we are a worse team than you. It's just a load of shit. Mate, yours was probably a bigger upset, especially considering the fact that at the time, Adelaide hadn't lost a game. Yeah, Um, you copied our blueprint, Scott. However, ours was a better win. No. On the road, Adelaide and Adelaide coming off a loss... And we lost our two most important players, one of them a day before the game. Not for where the two. Mate, we had to carry Sam Wiedemann (laughs) to win the game in those conditions. It's extraordinary. (laughs) Yeah, well, we lost a player in the first minute as well, so it's practically even. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Your game kind of got breezed over as well by the fact you were up by so much early. And we just thought, ah, they were 10 goals up in in windy conditions. Yeah, what what annoyed me, though? That was a better win. Shut up, Scott. Um, Adelaide came back, kicked the next five goals, so got it down, and then we yelled out. Oh, it was a good win. I'm not saying it wasn't a good win, but ours was bloody awesome. One other thing. Notice how I wanted to smile about um, about Melbourne for once this week because I'm not doing it when we get to the game. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, One more thing about Gary, another comment he's made about Melbourne, is uh, just his comments about how we're performing well when there's no pressure on us. And as soon as any really expectation comes, it's dead accurate. Like he's, he's, he brought it up after the Hawthorn game because he was saying mm. early on we weren't expected and then we played well. Uh, sorry, mm. we played poorly. And then once it got to halftime, the game looked over. Then we played an amazing yeah. quarter of footy. Then we got in a position where we should win again. And then we. So what done. you're saying is you're screwed next week. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. I like how you're sowing the seeds for a loss. It'll you, click you, one day and we'll be bloody good. You don't GWS, Scott. They're not going to be injured forever. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. This was the funniest game of the round. Frio defeated Richmond oh, by two points. God, I had a good, a good old laugh. I had a really good laugh at this because North hadn't lost yet. Which I don't know. I'm just preparing people for how miserable I am about this game. How do you lose by kicking him? There should have been a match-winning goal. <laughs> the unbeaten. They had one extra back. They had plenty of time to get there. <laughs> they had Daniel Rioli standing on the wing all alone. Yeah, that's odd. That's really... It's the weird thing, because after they kicked the goal, they were all, like, you just saw a pack of the players going, get back, get back, and you thought, oh, yeah, they were just completely clogging up, and they had no chance, and they didn't. Um, it's the, absolutely bizarre. They left whole patches of their forward 50 open so that they could wait a kick that only Mundy um, could get to. That just shouldn't happen. They had absolutely no frontal pressure yeah. on uh, Neil. Like, no one came at him. That's interesting. In a normal stage of a game, you, you flood up and try to pressure the ball carrier. It feels like they had such an emphasis on, we need to be in the back line, flooding the back line. Let's not worry about putting pressure on the player coming out. Absolutely no one tried to disrupt the kick. Someone should Just have so sprinted at him. Their actual midfield at the centre clearance was lazy. Like... Why on, why on earth are you not just trying to get repeat stoppages there? The, but in fairness, the ball did just come down to their feet. Like, like It wasn't as if they like whacked it into space or something. Like The ball was just tapped down to their feet and then Neil just busted through and it kind of fell into his path. Yeah, but... From, I don't think the stoppage is so much of an issue. But yeah, there, they, they left just gaping so many the issues there. Why do you have anybody forward? It's 21 seconds. It's funny. Like, I, I always hated how much we analysed like, the last few seconds of a game. Just saying, like, the only reason is because of the result. But well, they it, did lose. Hardwick was right. They lost the game in the first three quarters. Yes. But, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, the other thing, you should, you should never lose a game when you're up with 20 seconds to no. go in the centre clear. And so, you do need to focus on it. Oh, so bad. God, it was funny. The, 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 the unbridled joy with 21 seconds left and we have won the game. 
And yeah. then just all of a sudden. See, the producer committed a cardinal sin. He left the game early. Uh, supposedly, he wanted to get back in time for our mixed netball yeah, game. And we got but, up, so my did beautiful, we win? Yeah, my beautiful weekend rolled on. Oh, I didn't know that. I should yeah, have asked somebody. We won probably. quite comfortably, Matt. Oh. Whitey actually played extremely well. But continue. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> he, he left the game early. Uh, and he's watching on his phone, so I get to see him super happy, screaming, pretty much breaking uh, oh, noise funny. regulations, and then just so going, I didn't want to feel like this <laughs> afterwards for the next like five minutes. Oh, it's funny. It's really, really funny. Good on Freya, though. They're, I think they're playing a similar sort of way, but they've just got, like, they've got Walters in the middle more than ever, and then they've got the Hills playing well, and they've but just got a little bit of X Factor. I, I saw um, another stat. Uh, Apparently, it's like his midfield time's gone through the hmm. roof just be- ever since Hill's gone out. So I'm not. Sh- Do you think he'll stay? He's been really good. He, uh, they're normally, but like criticism is they're boring, like around mm. the ball. And so when like he just gives them an extra spark, he gives them an X factor, which Hill has done as well. And Brad that's Hill's just given them that slight to a difference. Brad Hill was best on ground ahead of um, Walters for mine, and it was. Yeah. Uh, he was just so good. He's is he more Scully for the fittest players in the comp? Like he he had the beat test record at one point. I think he got he? overtaken. I think he got beaten, but he did probably by Hartung. Yeah, I think that might have been it. <laughs> what a letdown! <laughs> um, but he just finds space so easily, and he's just looking at players and going, "No, you can't run with me," and just going to get. He uses the ball so well that it's not cheap, easy ball either. Like, it's really important link-up mm-hmm. play. Because yeah. so many teams get bogged down in sort of that kick before the kick inside 50 or that link-up play just on the 60-metre arc. There's so many teams that can't quite break that barrier because the zone traps them. Hill breaks the zone mm-hmm. without the ball in hand, which is just a phenomenal talent that I don't think anyone else has. Because Scully's more of a straight-line runner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well said. I, I just did not think we'd be speaking this positively about Brad Hill this year. Especially <laughs> after really last sorry. year. It's, it's cool. Oh, it's he's, cool. he's good to watch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, do you have any more? Any other thoughts on that? Nah, I just... I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too happy, Scott. Uh, this one, let's make this one. God, it's a good round of Sydney point. defeated North <laughs> by 42. North made Sydney look like premiership contenders uh, again. <laughs> that was exactly what they were when they were last year. Like... It was just yeah. smashed in the contested it ball. It was like identical to what why we thought. It was exactly why we thought Sydney would be good this year. The, like just kicking goals from the midfield, those midfielders dominating, Parker, Hannah, Buddy Reed, cracking in, all getting on the scoreboard. Like, but see, the thing is, Buddy kicked one goal and was largely held. Like he didn't have many chances to kick more goals. He was forced up the ground by Tarrant. I thought he played really well. He's a really, really good player. <laughs> I know. The expectations. I'm not bagging Tarrant. I'm not saying Tarrant <laughs> leading with. He's just a gun. But, but, like, yeah, he played really well. And if it was any other key forward, he'd play, oh, yeah, he played a really, really good game. For Buddy, it's like, eh. Yeah, well, um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't hit the score. What was the reason? I think, um, yeah, I think he, he kicked one. It was some free he snapped. Oh, um, God, he was. The ground out of it was just him taking that piss. Um, <laughs> God, he gave me the shits that go. <laughs> Um, you hate him when he's against you, don't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every other time you love him. Um, but they, North just couldn't get their hands on a footy inside. And they were turning the ball over on the outside. It just was not a good performance. Yeah, it, was, it would have been your worst performance of the year. Oh, by country yeah. mile. We kept breaking down across the half-forward half forward line. We just... Lockie Hansen is just not a key forward. It was one of those things. We just tried it um, to replace weight. It didn't work. Mm. Um yeah. Too reliant on Jared Wade, it would seem. He you don't want to be relying on him. <laughs> Especially because he's 34. He is really good, though. <laughs> yeah, when he when he's playing well, he is. Yeah. Or when he's playing, he is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. For North, it's been he's really good when he's playing. <laughs> he's gotten over the well part. He left that behind at Carlton. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sydney, I think, are the. So North are a young side. This is going to happen. Like. We'll have good performances, we'll have bad performances. Yeah. For Sydney, this is... I, I, I'm, do you think this is a sign going forward that they'll be a nuisance? I suppose what you could say about Sydney is it looks like they've got a relying on their top end too much going on. Like, just, like, Canterbury, Parker have been well down, and that's been Even really Kennedy's obvious. been up and down. Yeah, Kennedy's been their best. Yeah. 
Um, but even he hasn't been up until this week really at his best. Yeah, but if they, if like, you know, it's possible that they could get on a rear run. Like they have enough guns to play. Yeah, but they and they do rely on them. They've got a reasonably soft part of the schedule coming up, so they could mm-hmm. get pretty close to parity. Yeah, and given how crazy the season is, who knows how yeah, many exactly. wins it's going to take? Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's the week's round, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, what a great round of footy. Uh, oh, what a crack. Stop saying that, please. Uh, I reckon we'll lead off with the top five here. We'll change the order up a bit. I want okay. to talk about the league's sexiest footballers. because well, we've, been we, looking, we, we've been looking forward to We this, talk about it all the time. And I want to get a definitive ranking. I'm going to hide my list from you so oh, you can't see yeah, it. No, are we going to start with a um, description of what we think sexy footballers are? I, given we don't have one that... Like actually, some. <laughs> I think my best way of explaining it in my mind is this: the player who you go like, "Oh, geez, he's good." More off, like more often than anyone else, but it has to be in a in a graceful sort of way. So to dis- like distinguishing, Dangerfield's not a sexy footballer. He's he doesn't do it gracefully. Yeah, he does it aggressively. Yeah, I, I reckon it's for me. It's the guys that make other people look stupid. The other people go like, "Oh, what were you doing?" And just all the time, whilst not really trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't look like... If they break a sweat, you're out. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's lead us off. Lead us off. Well... Oh, actually, sorry. I've got a, I've got a special mention. Because uh, okay. I, was, I was flicking through the players being like, oh, who do I think is sexy? I think Jack Martin is very sexy. He's not good enough to be on this list. And yeah, I think he fair. will be, though. I think he's very good. Hey, yeah, to watch. there's a chance he could be. This, yeah, right up there in the sexiest. Like, yeah, if Gold Coast ever get good, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Um, my number five... Andrew Gaff. <laughs> like, there's just a wrong thing. I've had this He's not Gaff. He is a sexy footballer. He's, he's not. not. He's, not, he's, he's not definitely the not in the top five. He just misses out. It is an honourable mention. I've actually given number five to Nick Natanui. Because I nah, think... He's, he's, he's in the danger field mould. No, 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 no. If you go on a Ruckman, it's Goldie. It just is. And I, second is Grundy. Like, you're just wrong. I think the sexiest part of a game of footy is when a Ruckman palms it down and on baller, to an yeah. on-baller. Nat, Nick Nat does it in the sexiest way. When he, when he jumps above and taps it down, it's the most exciting, sexy thing that can happen on a field. That, that's why I've gone with Nick Nat. I, I knew it was a different one. That, that's a fair comment, but I, it doesn't fit my criteria of sexiness. Yeah, I, like, um, I knew it was an interesting like, one. I, I, I just, I looked at. It I, I see thought, where you're coming from. Your logic is sound. Yeah. And when I was talking about Grundy and Goldie, I think I was definitely talking about their around the ground yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because they're just more natural looking. Um, but that, that's a fair, fair if erroneous comment. Yeah. I thought, um, yeah, I thought I could back it up well enough that I went with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it to be honest. Whatever. Now I've gone. I've gone a uh, Western Bulldogs and uh, North Melbourne superstar Sean Higgins. Oh please! He's so sexy. Don't let your bias oh, get in the way. Oh come on! He's not in the top five sexiest footballers. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Watch him play football, he's, Scott. He, he also falls in that he's not good enough camp. No, he's. Are you serious? Yes, he should have been all Australian two years ago. Yeah, two years ago he had his best year, and he like. And last year he was injured. As a North player, yes, he's, he's always star. injured. <laughs> the, the common theme with this is players when they get to North become good. Josh Kelly, but injured. <laughs> oh, no, he was already injured, as was White. Yeah, <laughs> that's just no, no, he, no. You just you just wanted to put a North player in there. Yeah, look, I've gone with the theme. I got no D's players in there. Oh, you're not just going to name a bunch of North Melbourne players. I'm not. I'm not. You're, you're not gonna, a sexy team. You got you got you to enjoy what I've done here. Though. All right. So am I giving my four? Yeah, dude. Yeah, number four. I've gone with Robbie. Robbie Gray. Oh, he's much higher for me, but yeah, yeah okay. well, I'm you. pretty happy with the three I've got above him. Oh, interesting. But uh, God, God, he's exciting. He's like, apart from the fact he does freakish things, like even just the way he busts through a pack and wins a stoppage, is just it's just so thrilling. Yeah, and he's just, he's so clean. Everything he does That's is clean. True. He doesn't look like he needs time. He creates it. And he's just, he doesn't miss target. Like, everything he does seems like how football should be played. He's got a nice dummy on him. I reckon oh, that adds. Absolutely. <laughs> you need some tricks as a sexy and he, he has plenty of them. Absolutely. Uh, four, I've got Josh Kelly. <laughs> so are the North players or future North players is what uh, you're going there's another, there's another criteria that you'll see. Um, <laughs> he's so you're good to watch. <laughs> he is super sexy. Yeah, he is a sexy And player. he is like one of the best players he's in the competition at this point. Still not as good as my top five. <laughs> he's one of the best players in the competition. <clears throat> He's not quite there. 
He's not. He's quite also there. like twenty-two. He's he's right up there in the coaches' votes at the moment. Although Clayton's above him, but you know, <laughs> just Clay, Clayton's him. disqualified from the sexiest competition because uh, <laughs> fairly, his, his actual physical <laughs> fairly fairly <laughs> obvious reasons. Uh, uh, who you got three? Three. I'm going the bond. Ah, uh, see, I disagree. I'm, oh. He's two arms and legsy. Something seems uncoordinated about it. It just doesn't look right. What are you talking right. about? It doesn't look right. He's like, um, he's so like Pendlebury-like in the way he moves. It's all well, slow yeah, motion. Enjoy my list. And he, and he just weaves through, weaves through the pack, and he's he doesn't weave through the pack. He holds the ball really high, gets tackled, then handles. He makes people look stupid. That was no, your criteria without looking like he's trying. I don't think he does. He's unbelievably sexy. I, don't, I think he just looks like he's got longer arms and legs than everybody. I reckon he's just about the definition of sexy. Like, nah. No, he's I don't so agree. good to watch. Uh, yeah, continuing with my theme, uh, I've got Wellesley at three. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> he is sexy though, and he is top five sexy. You need player. to start taking the piss out of our top five, mate. It's a serious segment. It's my segment. I can do what I want. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's sexier he is. than Bond. He's sexier than anyone on your list so far. He's not sexier than Bond, but he is a sexy football. He's sexier than Nick Nat. I can't remember who your four was. He's not sexy. <laughs> Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray. Gray. I'm not sexy. <laughs> nah, you're a dickhead. So is Robbie Gray the only one in your list who's not either a current ex or future North Melbourne player? Okay, you're, t- you're top two. So you decided to only take the piss out of the bottom three. But this, this, this segment needs some integrity, Scott. Uh, <laughs> and I bring I the integrity so to this much. segment. Two, Taylor Walker. Ooh, the Texan disrespectful. You know who I know. Disrespectful, oh, absolutely. Again, like I said, like Nick Nat Palmy Dan Sun is the sexiest thing that happens on a footy field. Number two would probably be the Texan taking a mark sixty meters out from goal, wheeling around and bombing it. That yeah. is extremely. God, that's good to watch. Yeah, so my number two is Robbie Gray. We've had that discussion. Yep. He's a star. My number one is Taylor Walker. You don't have Pendles in there. <laughs> Not this year. He's looked slow. He's been caught all the time. He's still this playing year, well this year. This year, it's not the same. He's Mate, not looking sexy. I, there is, by a long way, I go, oh, Pendles, more than I say about it. I haven't said that once this year. I haven't watched enough Collingwood, but like... <laughs> yeah, so you're, you've got an uninformed opinion. You're Mate, I've watched him for 10 thing. years. He's unbelievably People sexy. People get old. It happens. Pendles has gotten old. He's no longer that sexy. Mate, you don't think he's sexier than those other three. No, in all honesty, no. Oh, you're an idiot. Mate, he's so sexy. There are sexy He's the definition sexy. of making people look stupid. He has people, like three people standing a metre from you. him, and he just moves his arms it's, around without actually moving from the spot. Working. I've seen and he him just, just jumps out of the all the time this year. It's not the same this year. Mate, oh, I can't believe you don't have Pendleton in your top five. Oh, it feels good. Oh, it he feels makes people good. look dumb more than any other... <laughs> uh, stop taking the piss out of your own segment <laughs> But anyway, let's move on To probably what is It's a flagging segment And I'll take some responsibility for that But we've also, we've, we've had a drop off from the um, segment. It's dropped off too in the third best segment, has it? Uh, no, second, it's still second <laughs> um, It's still better than your garbage Oh, it's a great segment <laughs> longest last oh no it's not longest last Bridges Malbec was there round one <laughs> absolutely but yeah so it's flagging we're getting less input from uh, the pooch he's watching less football as Richmond have started losing it's understandable he's a fair weather fan but uh, it's not understandable but yeah <laughs> for a Richmond supporter it is well, we, we expect that from Richmond supporters nah, it's his segment he needs to take ownership they're like Hawthorne supporters they don't not show up when they're losing so we've got we do have a couple though um, he goes we got one from Adam Bittersnitch. With the recent success of the China game, what other exotic countries would deserve our amazing game and what would be their spin on it? His, his gamble is uh, Americans with cheerleaders. Ameri- Amer- America wouldn't like it. <laughs> no, there's not enough ad breaks. Yeah, that's fair. And they're just like so stubborn that their game has to be their game. Like They can't accept any other sport outside of American sport. No. <laughs> Uh, the best example I've ever seen is that there's this um, sports science TV show on ESPN and they compare baseball and cricket and their argument centres on how a park cricketer from the United States of America who's an expat uh, compares against a, uh, a Major League Baseball player in like skill. 
That's, that's one of the funniest examples I've ever seen of that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no. What, what, what would you tell? What would the English do? Just refuse to handball? What, to kick it long? Yeah. Because they're, they're, so, they're so passionate they're so about traditional. being football. Yeah. Um, we, we've had a dip with New Zealand, haven't we? That, well, somewhat. We well, they're going back again Zealand. next year, apparently. Going to Auckland, which makes a lot I more sense. I think it's time to Wellington. give up on New Zealand. They just don't give a crap. Well, we just need to uh, make it easier for Australians to move there, and we'll slowly take them over from the inside. And uh, we'll just, yeah, brainwash them all, pretty much. Expats, that's the way to go. <laughs> The Australian diaspora. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that question we didn't answer well at all. No, <laughs> very much on the spot. Takes too much wit. Yeah, <laughs> might have been my obligation to give you a heads up on that one. Yeah, that, some questions. Some questions are good to ask me on the spot to get the reaction. Other ones I need a bit of prep time. <laughs> Yeah, look, we're not actually funny people, so that one we probably needed some time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got, we do have one from the pooch. Uh, Koshi says that many other clubs are eager to ask him to play in China. Uh, Kurt wants to know: Is Koshi a habitual liar, or <laughs> what teams are dumb enough to want to play in China? I'm going with liar. <laughs> that game was terrible. Why would you want to go to China? It took it took the Gold Coast 21 hours to get there. How much money did they get out of it? It was, it was a lot. Yeah, it was like a million bucks. Yeah. Which, I mean, for the Gold Coast, makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty So, sad. there are teams that you would consider it on the financial need. Um, Melbourne and North are actually both in that category, yeah. probably. Yeah, we got The Western Darwin. Bulldogs. Yeah, <laughs> we got a Tassie. Um, like, there, there are teams from a financial perspective, but it just sucks. It's it'll, a bad game. It'll be interesting to see if either team struggles next week. They've got a buy. Oh, yeah, okay. So they plan that well. Well, Port Adelaide did once lose to the Bayern. Do we have the Bayern starting this week? No, it's just those two. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Why are they... <laughs> God, you're not doing your For job, Scott. I'm not reading up very well. Um, you do wonder why they didn't put the game in the Bayern rounds. Like, yeah. What else did they, What else did the Chinese play on a uh, oval ground? Yeah, it's a good point. That probably sounds really ignorant if they do play this. <laughs> There's a major Chinese sport played on an oval ground. But, you know, I'm willing to run with it. <laughs> we do have another question from the pooch but this will be the last one a question for fathers what is your preferred method of dealing with disappointing football lo- losses <laughs> or, and what other hobbies should one uh, who is frustrated with football take up now he's obviously asked an expert in this so you've got to give him credit he's looked at the he's looked at the source you've dealt with this a lot pretty much your entire adult life even your uh, it goes back to your prepubescent life really it's a long term thing What's just playing? It depends on the loss. Like if it's a if it's a loss where you like played quite well and it's frustrating that you didn't win, I like venting. Like I like just getting really angry and just like ripping into dad or something and just having a big vent about how shit Melbourne are. But if it's like Melbourne a bad team, like we're just shit and we get smashed by hundred points, then I just go home to bed and <laughs> lie Head in the sand approach. I, don't, I, don't I almost like cry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have nearly cried this week, so we've got that in common. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cried from a footy game. <laughs> I think I probably did when I was like five. Yeah. But, I can't think of one. Yeah, anyway, let's move on to the tips. Uh, we've got, uh, first up, Geelong Western Bulldogs at Skilled, which makes a bit of a difference. It's reopening. They've got a new stand. They're very excited about it. They'll and be fired up. It could be interesting. Uh, if they were fully fit, I'd back them, given how they dismantled the dogs. Last year, twice. In fact, I'm going to go Geelong. I'm going to mix it up. I was about to say, that's I'm going to go the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say, I'll be the interesting one. I'll go Geelong. But you've stepped in, so yeah. Oh, jump the gun. St Kilda, Sydney at Etihad. Uh, St Kilda will be too quick for them, I think. It's an interesting game. And yeah. if Sydney win, we'll start discussing them. Sydney don't really right. lose at Etihad. They've won 11 of 12 there. But yeah, i got to go St Kilda. Just, yeah, they too just quick on a quick day. Uh, GWS Richmond, or GWS Seconds versus Richmond. GWS away. Yeah. Richmond it's in great. spotless, so they're just, they're just a better side. Uh, Brisbane, Adelaide at the Gabba. Adelaide. <laughs> Imagine they lost this. <laughs> That'd be incredible. They'll pro- they will win this one by 100 points. Yeah, we said that last week. But I know, but like Brisbane should. are an actual bad side. Yeah, true. <laughs> You're just, I thought they're so good, they'll be angry. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood Hawthorne at the MCG. Collingwood, I think. Not I super got, confident. I got Collingwood as well. I'm pretty confident, but that's just because I don't rate Hawthorne. I know you don't. Uh, Essendon West Coast at Etihad. 
Uh, West Coast. West I was trying to convince you to go for Essendon. I go West Coast as well. Melbourne North at the MCG. Oh, we better win. Just, I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tip us. I'm not I'll that confident. I'll tip you too, because oh. I've, we've already got one difference, mate. One, one time in our in my lifetime. We Actually, no. I'll, I'll tip North. I'll tip North. You'll <laughs> right, You'll lose. Um, yeah. Freo Carlton in demand. Freo. Freo. Anyway, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you liked it, give us a like or a share, even Kurt. <laughs> Lift. Yeah, you know you're not doing your real role, so at least uh, at least give the Potter hand out. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week, I guess.